This spiritual way of seeing trauma as this greatest gift and greatest pain at the same time, depending on the context, depending on how you approach it, depending on how it shows up in your life after you, you have experienced it, it is really beneficial. It has really improved my life to start seeing it that way. Welcome to Deep Within. On this show, we dive deep into the nervous system, emotional healing, and transformation from within the body. When I started my personal development journey, it was all in the mind, doing affirmations, visualizations, listening to endless motivational videos. And I found that this approach without actually getting my body on board only left me in deeper shame and distress. So this is actually how I discovered somatic body-based healing. My name is Marina Yanai Triner, and I am the Compassionate Somatic Coach. I am gentle, sensitive, and I love deep conversations. I am so, so, so excited and so glad you're here so we can feel like we're together in our own little bubble of deep talks. One of my words for 2023 is spirituality and faith. Those are kind of like my guiding values. And I'm really curious about spirituality and I wanted to share my own journey today, my own story about spirituality, what I think it contributes to healing, what I think are the dangers, and why I'm currently really excited about it because I think there's a time and place for everything so according to my own story my own journey I really feel ready for it so let me tell you a little bit about my own story and by the way I want to say that this episode is really meant to open up a conversation and I would be really excited to hear more about your own experience with spirituality whether it contributed to your healing or took away from your healing and in what ways I want to hear about all of it. So I, as you might know, if you're new to the show, you don't know, I grew up in a very material upbringing, meaning my family was, you know, living in communist Ukraine and communism is all about materialism, right? It's all about having things, being practical. And I feel like that very much was part of my family and how we functioned and how we were. And my grandparents and my parents were really focused on survival and having enough and making money and all of these day-to-day things. And at the same time, Judaism was a big part of our lives, especially my father's mom, so my grandma from my dad's side. She was always really interested in Judaism, and the thing is that communism kind of canceled religions, so she wasn't really allowed to practice her faith until she moved to Israel, until we all moved to Israel, and then um, she was really into it. She kind of became religious. She started keeping Shabbat, which means she didn't... um, she still doesn't use electricity or drive or do any of those things on Saturdays. It's a day of rest. And the way she does it, I really enjoy because she's not like 
judgy about it, which is very surprising because my grandma's very judgy. Um, but maybe because she wasn't always allowed to do it. She's not very judgy. She doesn't tell me how to do things. She answers the phone if I call because to her, um, she says I'm more important than God, which is really cute and God will understand. So I really like that, you know, when I was growing up and she, she was like that and Ah, my own story, I think this is the first time I'm going to share this publicly, so it's kind of, it's a very deep thing that happened to me when I was maybe like 10 or maybe even younger. I think I was, I was even younger. I don't exactly remember, but I was definitely a child. I had this dream and it was one of those, you know, those super, super vivid dreams where you like really experience it as if it's happening and you're awake and in this dream I was sitting in my living room with all of my family and they were watching tv and I was seeing these cool things happen that nobody else saw and what I saw was all these angels coming from our ceiling and this you know a child dreaming this I think it's pretty cool and I and also God and they were they all arrived together and they were all wearing white and God was wearing black, which is really interesting. And I had this like intense desire to join them. It was very intense. And they could feel it. And they said to me, You're not allowed to come here because you have a lot more to do on the planet. I feel like Oh my God, I don't know. I still get so touched by this dream because it's really how I felt my whole life that I have so much to do on this planet and I have so much to contribute and I have so much wisdom to share. And yeah, it was a really beautiful dream because to me, it felt like how I truly am, which is I've always been spiritual in some way. I've always been so curious about something bigger than me, even if it's just like my purpose being big, you know, being bigger than me, being more important than just me. And at the same time, I've always been very grounded. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that I'm a Taurus, but I don't know. I don't know much about astrology, to be completely honest, but... I've always been very grounded. I've always been really interested in the here and now, in the things that are happening on the planet, and how can I help, and how can I shift things, and and that kind of stuff. And I think part of it is because I am Jewish, and in my opinion, the Jewish culture and the Jewish religion is very, very grounded, which I've always really appreciated. Like, yes, it's spiritual, and it's about God and all these things, but at the same time, like all of the commandments and all the things that you're supposed to do, which there are like a million and I don't even really know them, but there's so many things that you're supposed to do every day. And all the rituals are very grounded in the now. And it's really about helping other people and, you know, supporting people in need. And things are happening now. And humans were really important in the Jewish religion. So even though, again, I, I grew up Jewish. I don't know much about Judaism, I will say. So maybe this year is going to be the year that I grow more into my Judaism because I do really like being Jewish and I love our religion. And 
you know, I do feel a deep connection to it, but I just didn't grow up in a family that did all the traditions because that was taken away from them. So like the first time I went to synagogue, I was like 16 or something like in my whole life. I actually went to a church with a friend before I ever went to a synagogue. It's so funny. But I do know that it's a very grounded religion. And for example, women are not supposed to touch men, right? Which I don't like. So I always do religion the way that I like it. (laughs) Um, So I don't like that. But I think it's so beautiful that, and this happened to me, oh my God, it was so embarrassing. I went to shake a rabbi's hand because again, I just didn't grow up with a lot of awareness about these things. So I just like forgot. And I went to shake the rabbi's hand and obviously he's a rabbi, like he doesn't touch women. And he shook my hand. And the reason is because it's more important to not embarrass someone than to be connected to God. Um, And I might be getting this a little wrong. If you're super Jewish and you are like, this girl's crazy, let me know if I'm getting this super wrong. But generally speaking, I really love that Judaism is so grounded and I feel really connected to that. And I think that that really impacted me in my groundedness. At the same time, for most of my life, I was so focused on just everyday survival things like my trauma with money and you know just functioning getting on the bus going places like all these kinds of things that I really didn't explore spirituality but I always felt it I always felt it in my body and my mom always said you're so spiritual and I was like I don't do spiritual things like I don't do rituals and And I also was like totally in the closet because I knew that if I ever talked about this stuff, this woo-woo stuff with my family, they would think I was insane. Like I think my mom secretly loves this stuff and she totally gets it. But like my dad would probably think I'm insane or just be like, this is not science. I think my entire family is totally connected spiritually, but they just like don't want to admit it, including my dad. If you're listening to this, I doubt it. But if you are, I know your secret. Anyway, um, so that's a little bit of background. And then when I started my first business, it was all about nutrition. And again, I was like super scared to say, you should eat plant-based because it's a spiritual thing or it connects you more to your spirituality or like it connects you to the souls of animals or anything like that. It was definitely always about this is science-based. Like I was very obsessed with using those words and I was very, very scared to say anything about spirituality. And, And then when I also started coaching people, like I was pretty obsessed with saying that what I do has like a theory and a method behind it. And this is by Dr. Peter Levine and this doctor and Stephen Porges and blah, 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 like all these important people. And then I started to also realize Well, Dr. Peter Levine studied with tribes and other cultures and other religions. And that's where he got a lot of his ideas, you know, a lot of his healing techniques. And I started taking courses on somatics and I learned that a lot of the people that I have learned from and looked up to that are scientists are also very spiritual. 
and they took a lot of healing methodologies from other cultures that are much more spiritual than the Western world at the moment in a very authentic way. Like they practice rituals and different things authentically, right? So I think that was a really eye-opening thing and it kind of gave me permission to say I don't have to be like so obsessed with saying that everything is science-based and this is how it shows up in science because yes, there's a lot of science that is, by the way, human-made. Science is not like the truth, in my opinion. It hasn't been in a long time. I have realized for a really long time that science is also created by humans who have their own subjective opinions and there are a thousand studies that contradict the same idea. So I'm fully aware of that now. Um, so like the idea of science-based, like cool, but I don't think that it's superior to something that is a feeling or something that is spiritual that we sense through our senses. So the other point that I really wanted to talk about is this connection between healing your trauma and spirituality. And I think that my issue with a lot of spirituality is that it is very bypassy and that I can't stand. <laughs> I've met so many people who are spiritual who just bypass like all of their emotions and they're just like, just be happy. You can choose happiness. Look, you know, whatever, like this kind of like hippie shit. Oh my God, it triggers me. It, it does. So maybe there's something about it to explore for me. I'm sure there is. But generally speaking, it doesn't trigger me as much as you would think because I find truth for me in the idea that spirituality needs to be grounded and felt and sensed. So for me, even as a little child, I always felt like magic. I always connected to magic. And my grandma is very witchy. And I really liked it. So it's all about sensing and feeling. And we sense and feel through our body. And we sense and feel a lot of different things. We sense pain. And then we also sense pleasure and magic and joy and excitement and all of those emotions. So I believe that if you are sensing magic through spirituality rather than just believing in it or thinking about it, then you're also opening yourself up to sensing pain and darkness. And the most incredible spiritual people that I have met and come in contact with that I actually really trusted are people that also address the dark side of the world of life, of living, of trauma. And that to me is grounded spirituality. It's spirituality that says, there's something greater than us. There's something magical that I cannot explain with my mind. And at the same time, you know, at the same time that this belief gives me faith and peace, it also gives me the feeling that there's something really painful as well that we all experience and no one can escape it. And it's all the same. So one of my coaches, Jason, who's awesome, told me once, I'm sure many of you have heard this, and maybe I've heard it before, but I really liked the way that he explained it to me, and it really stuck with me, and I really love it, that everything that is our trauma is also our greatest light. 
So everything that is our darkness is our greatest light at the same time, and they're basically the same thing. And one of the examples I like to give to just make this like more practical is I'm a coach and I love what I do and I'm so good at it and I really enjoy it and it's one of my lightest sides of me. Like it's one of the best parts of me. And at the same time, I've also experienced coaching as the darkest side of me where I have used it to not be vulnerable, where I have used it to connect to people in a way where I don't show up to the relationship and I just use coaching as a mask. Another example, people who are very funny and they're like the life of the party, like this freaking tragic thing that I can't stop reading about and I should stop and hopefully by the time this episode is released, I have stopped. But the death of Twitch, I think a lot of us in this community have obsessively read about it and I think it touches us in a lot of ways. It definitely touched me in so many deep ways. And when you look at Twitch, like he was just a sunshine, right? And as much as he was a sunshine, he was equally dark and sad and depressed and, you know, all those things. So I really believe that this spiritual way of seeing trauma as this greatest gift and greatest pain at the same time, depending on the context, depending on how you approach it, depending on how it shows up in your life after you, you have experienced it, it is really beneficial. It has really improved my life to start seeing it that way. I'll give you another example, which is very vulnerable, and I can't believe I'm sharing this out loud, but I'm going to anyway. Part of my journey that's been really interesting is when I had an abusive relationship and I was um, sexually abused in my relationship and obviously deeply controlled sexually, that was obviously one of my biggest traumas and something that I wanted to avoid at all costs. Like I wanted to avoid being controlled. I wanted to avoid being surrendered in a relationship. And now I'm discovering that it's actually my favorite thing. It is actually my favorite thing when it is done consciously and I agree to it and I want it, right? So again, it's about the context. It's about discernment, but it looks the same from the outside. It looks the same. It feels different. So I think this distinction that comes from spirituality of seeing trauma as both your greatest gift and your greatest pain at the same time is really healing. So there are many healing things about spirituality. I really believe that. I have a client that I have worked with in the past that came to me very, very, very spiritual and having done a lot of spiritual work for many, many years, but at the same time dealing with really intense trauma. And during all of this spiritual work, this client kind of avoided dealing with some of the heavy, scary, emotional stuff surrounding their trauma. At the same time, because they've done so much spiritual work, This became one of the most important resources in our coaching relationship because this client was able to lean into this work, these spiritual beliefs and just all this past work that they've done 
to feel like they're not alone, to feel supported, to feel held through the really painful stuff that we work through. So I think that's really, really beautiful. And I'm a huge fan of that. So yeah, I think that I was just talking about this with my partner. I was telling him that I was going to record this episode and that I was going to talk about like spiritual bypassing and all these kinds of things. And then he was like, well, what about people who just experience something insanely traumatic and they have no space to deal with it, but they're very spiritual and they feel like there's something greater than them that is supporting them at that moment. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Like, I really like that. And that's probably really helpful. And, you know, thinking about my own life, I feel like that was there for me too, in a way that I couldn't like express at the time. But when I look back, I do feel like I could sense it and feel it, that my life is meant for more, that I shouldn't end my life, even though I had a lot of thoughts and attempts to do so. Um, I did feel really deeply in my heart that there was something bigger for me and that I should stay in this world a little bit longer. So I think that's really beautiful. And I think there's no right answer. I don't think spirituality is bad or good. I think it depends on the context. And I think that for trauma healing, it can be a really wonderful resource. But just talking about some of the dark sides of it that I have seen, I have spoken to some people who kind of had intense trauma from spiritual work. And I don't know all the full details, but from what it sounded like, they were really pushed to do a lot of spiritual work when they were not ready. And it took them to these like alternate conscious states where they met their probably, I'm assuming, this is all an assumption, but I think that this this is definitely something that happens. You can meet your deepest, darkest trauma in these states. And maybe you're not ready, you know, maybe you are not in the space to do that. Maybe you're not resourced enough. Maybe you don't feel safe enough with a practitioner or in the situation or just in your life. Like you're not in a place to deal with all this trauma. And here it comes, you know, uh, in a breathwork session or in some kind of like ritual. And you're not reminded. So, so that this is really crucial to me that everything be trauma informed because we are a world that is so full of trauma. And I believe that most people who seek spiritual healing and spirituality have had some serious trauma. I believe it is crucial and responsible to remind those people that when they are doing any kind of spiritual practice, they shouldn't push themselves. They should stay in their body. If they feel like they're leaving their body, it is time to stop. So I think the big, big ass issue that I have with the spiritual community is a lot of times it's all about this kind of drifting upwards, right? And when you think about drifting upwards, you know, like connecting to the divine, connecting to something bigger, blah, blah, blah. That to me sounds also like possibly dissociating, leaving your body. And this is where we run into major risks. And I'm very adamant about this because if we leave the body, if we dissociate, we don't know when to stop. There's nothing in the mind 
that will tell us to stop. This is information that comes from our bodies that says, okay, like I'm not ready for this. This was too much for me. I need a break or I need to come back to this another day. And our body is so smart and we have to really honor that, those messages that come that really let us know that it's time to pause and and come back. And if we don't, we can get re-traumatized, which again, I have spoken to individuals who this has happened to, that they had a spiritual experience that led them back deep, deep, deep into their trauma, but they were not prepared for that. So when that happens to you, essentially what's happening is you are experiencing the trauma again, and you are again letting your body know that you are not safe. This is very different from consciously deciding that you want to, you know, go into traumas that you've had in a very safe place and you are in your body and you're aware of when you leave your body and you let the practitioner know, I'm totally my thoughts now or I'm totally dissociated now. I can't even feel my body. I can't notice my sensations. I've totally left everything and they stop right? Because you are in charge of the situation. This is how I work with clients. They're always in charge of the situation. They're always informing me of where their body's at, what's going on, what's happening for them, and where we can pause and come back to things and really take it at their own pace. You know, I know that I personally experienced breathwork sessions where we were pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed through it. I know it's uncomfortable, but keep breathing. These kinds of cues are really upsetting to me because I know that they can make people dissociate because they're just going into their trauma, going into their trauma without an equal amount of support and safety because breathwork is pretty much immediately intense. There's no introduction in many, 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 I'm not saying all, of course. I'm a huge fan of breathwork, by the way. Um, But it has to be done right. Like the practitioner has to say, breathwork is going to bring up all your stuff. If it feels like too much, stop. Like you have to listen to your own body and the cues should be, you know, accommodating of that. That's really important to me because I have had those experiences and they were terrible and they brought up a lot of shame for me and they were not healing. They were like the opposite of healing. So to me, any spiritual practice that is not grounded in the body can be dangerous. So it is one thing to say, you know, I have a spiritual belief and I feel supported by something bigger than me. I think that's so beautiful and so helpful. And especially in times when healing modalities don't work or we just don't have space for healing modalities, I really believe that spirituality can come in and just really support us. And this is my intention for the year. My own intention is to deeply connect with my own spirituality, my own Judaism, whatever it's going to look like. I don't know. I'm already starting to connect to it. And I really love rituals. Like they're one of my favorite things. So I want to connect to that on a deep level because I know that it's going to support me in those times when I feel really alone or really desperate or like nothing's working. I want to feel into something bigger than me that is just always there that I can trust 
And partially, I believe that's just us, like trusting ourselves. When I'm connected to my body, I feel the most spiritual. I really, really do. I feel the sense of awe and wonder and magic. So I think that that's beautiful. I just think that when we're doing specific spiritual practices that are ungrounded, that can you know, make us dissociate from our body, that can make us feel unsafe, that's very tricky to me. And in those moments, it's so important to me that we have a connection, a somatic connection to our body and listen to when our body says, this is too much, no more, stop. Because I know that our mind can overcome anything. And sometimes that's a great thing, you know, because sometimes we really need that. And it's such a beautiful resource. And sometimes it's very harmful and it can create more trauma and it can make us go even more into overwhelm and close off and lose a little piece of ourselves that, you know, that is open to healing. So that's really, really important. And I'm really excited to remind you that I'm hosting a beautiful retreat this March in Costa Rica. And I'm hosting it with my beautiful, beautiful soul friend, Nikita, who is a fellow coach and she's very spiritual and she teaches spirituality and rituals and Tantra and she's really, really incredible. And I believe, I've studied with her personally and I believe she's very trauma-informed. That's why I love her as a practitioner. She was one of the first people that I studied sex with and she just, it was such a wonderful experience because it wasn't a group and she just has this beautiful way of holding you in the places that are uncomfortable. And let's just put it that way. At that time, it was supremely uncomfortable. Like I was barely ready to start doing this kind of work. Now I am so much more ready, but at that time was just the beginning for me. And the way that she guided me and the group just felt so nourishing and so safe and so productive for me, which is a big deal to say. Um, When you're catching someone who is sexually traumatized at the very beginning of their sexual journey, you know, that is a tender, tender place. And so I have so much confidence in her and her abilities to support our group. So she is going to be bringing some beautiful practices into the retreat. It's not going to be really focused on sexual healing, although that might come up for you. It's going to be more just focused on healing in general. But Tantra is not just about sexuality. It's about connecting to your senses. So kind of like Judaism, I feel like it's a very beautiful and grounded type of spirituality that I really enjoy and I'm just so excited to bring our practices together because they have such gorgeous meeting points and I know that this retreat is going to be so magical for me um, as much as it will be for you so definitely check out the information it's happening also in this really magical place we have a huge waterfall on the property It's in the jungle, and Costa Rica is just the most healing place, as you know. Uh, Probably know. (laughs) And if you don't, I want you to experience it as much as I have. So 
definitely check that out. If you have any questions, you can chat with us and we can get on a call and support you in any way that you need. And I want to hear your feedback and your comments and your thoughts and feelings about this topic. I'm really curious about your experience with spirituality. Was it helpful to your healing journey? Was it harmful in some ways and places? So please do share your story on Instagram and tag me on your stories, on your posts, whatever it is. I'm really excited to hear. I'm sending you all my love and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. If you liked it, please make sure to leave me a review so that more beautiful humans can get to this podcast and subscribe to the show. And please do share it with a friend who would benefit. And I always love to hear from all of you on Instagram. So visit me there at marina.y.t. I share really awesome content and would love to hear your comments about the episodes. Until next time, I love you so much and I appreciate you. Have the most beautiful day.